Hey, good morning. It's good to be with you as we uh, wrap up um, chapter four. We don't. Ra- I don't. Uh, we're not wrapping up chapter four. We're. Uh, we'll, we have two more sections in chapter four. Then we'll. Then we'll wrap it up. But uh, we're going to um, be today in Acts chapter four, uh, verses twenty three through 31 four, verses 23 through 31 of acts chapter four contain the continuation of um the healing earlier this chapter the preaching and then dealing with um the religious leaders so this is verse 23 and following this is after they've been released and warned not to preach about jesus verse 23 and following after they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. They heard it. They raised their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made heaven and the earth and sea and everything in them. It is you who said by the Holy Spirit through, your an- through our ancestor David, your servant. Why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot, imagine people's imagine vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. That's a... Uh, uh, Psalm 2, I believe, one of my favorite psalms. Why do the nations rage? A great, great Rich Mullen song based off that psalm, by the way. Um, For in this city, in fact, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you had anointed to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look at their heart, at their threats and grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness. While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders, ding, 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 are performed performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. When they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Okay, so we see now that Peter and John are told as they lead leave um, the religious leaders who had imprisoned them. They're told not to keep preaching, but to stop preaching. They're told this. And um, they go to find their friends. They go to find their their disciples. And when they tell them this, I just think their prayer is so interesting. And their thoughts are so interesting. Because what do they say? They say, Lord, give us strength. Give us boldness. And now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your service to speak your word with all boldness. While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed to the name of your holy servant, Jesus. They have been threatened by the religious leaders. They've been threatened by the same people who crucified Jesus. So they know the power that these religious leaders have. They they know they know in some ways what they're up against. They they know how high and how heavy the struggle is. They're fully aware. And so what do they pray? I don't know about you, but I I may be praying for for protection or safety or comfort. 
things like this. That's what I might be praying for. That's not their prayer, is it? Their prayer is boldness. To faithfully do the task that God has called them to do. They don't pray for comfort. They pray for boldness. We, we wonder sometimes why God doesn't seem to move like he did in Bible days. And there are definitely places in the world where they are seeing these signs and wonders. But I, I wonder sometimes here if we don't see the same signs and wonders or we don't feel the power of God or feel the presence of God. I wonder sometimes if that's not our experience because I'm going to speak for me, but sometimes my prayer life leads more for my comfort and more for my protection than it does for the courage to walk where I may not want to walk or do what I may not want to do or go somewhere, do something that's scary. They don't ask God to protect them. They ask God for the strength and for the courage and for the spirit to be bold, to speak their word, and to point people to Jesus. Quite a prayer, y'all. That's quite a prayer. And I think that's what we've got to be chasing after. Is our faith so passionate and so real, so compelling, that we're willing to get out of our comfort zone? Because that's sometimes our greatest risk. As Christians, our greatest hurdle is to get out of our comfort zone. To get a little uncomfortable. And, and I don't just mean, I don't just mean, <laughs> I don't mean waking up a little early to read your Bible. I, that's an important thing to do, sure. But sharing your faith with someone. Or standing up in a way that you may not want to. That's hard, y'all. It's hard. And I think we've sometimes too interwoven our faith with, with our comfort. I mean, how many times as a parent has my main prayer for my children been for their protection and for their safety above all things else? And I'm not saying that I don't want my children to be safe and I don't want my children to be protected. 
But should that be my primary prayer for them? How many times have I prayed for my comfort and my protection? And I'm not saying I don't want to be comfortable because y'all know me, y'all. I'm, you know, I'm finished up annual conference as you're watching this. And and, and I, I let us be clear. I am a diva. I like a good hotel room. There's not many things in my life that I'm going to be snooty about, but I like a good hotel. Yeah. So uh, uh, that's why I don't go camping. I don't go camping. I don't, if I'm going to go on vacation, I want something that involves air conditioning. Um, so I like comfort. I think we all do, if we're going to be honest. We all like comfort, don't we? And what we see here for these disciples is they're so convicted by the Holy Spirit and so led by God and so on fire with passion for Jesus that they're willing to be uncomfortable and they're willing to be faithful to God. Faithful to what God's called them to do, faithful to what God's called them to preach, faithful to who God is, that they're willing to take some risk and they're willing to be uncomfortable and they're willing to sacrifice. And they're willing to do things such as this. And, you know, wouldn't it be amazing to have that kind of faith? Isn't that what we want? Don't we want a faith that's so alive that we are willing to risk it all for that? Jesus tells us that faith is like a pearl of great price. And when a man found that he went and sold all that he had and bought the field, well, that pearl was, uh, I want to sell the field to my life, y'all. I want a faith that demands that I sell the fields in my life to risk it all for that pearl of great price. That's a faith that's alive. And that's a faith that we want. So today, let's, let that be our prayer. Let's pray for faithfulness. Let's pray for boldness. Let's pray for courage. Let's pray for a faith that's so alive that we're willing to even get out of our comfort zone to claim it. Pray you have a great day today. I'm enjoying going through Acts with you. Now we're gonna we're gonna be reading some good stories. The next uh, we got we got some really good stuff coming up the next few days. So I can't wait to dig into it with you. Have a great day.